Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words. And other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. No government ever fails to make mistakes. No government ever fails to encounter difficulties. But the question is, when you step back and you look at the big picture, not each and every detail of it, is there improvement happening? Is there improvement happening? The Labour Party. The Labour Party. It has been difficult. The nine days headlines should not obscure nine years of achievement. Meltdown. It'll take much more to save Labour from humiliation at the polls this week. The Labour Party. You need to have, as Home Secretary, someone that people can look at and say, yes, this person should be in charge of public safety, public security, and is a responsible figure. Widespread abuse of the electoral system. It's been a very disappointing night for, for all of us in the Labour Party. I don't trust the postal vote. I go to a polling station. It saves time and I know my vote won't be split. Meltdown. If you ask for people's passport or national insurance number when they apply for a postal vote, fraud would never be a problem. Everyone votes for a dictator. Pending electoral disaster. Meltdown. This is a chance for electors to put in place decent people who are going to serve their interests. The Liberal Democrats. We want to get rid of the unfair and regressive council tax. We want a system of taxation for local services based on the ability to pay. We want to provide free personal care for the elderly. My vision is of a country with decent standards for everyone in health and education and housing. A country where there's opportunity for everyone. A country where everyone has the chance to realise their ambitions. The Liberal Democrats. The Conservative Party. The Conservative Party. Well, where else would a blue comedian feel at home? The beginnings are there of a Conservative urban revival. Meltdown. In terms of councillors, a successful night for the Conservatives, with a net gain of 250 seats. They're fed up with their local Labour council, they're fed up with Ken Livingstone and the Labour uh, running of the uh, Greater London Assembly and the, the Mayor. They're fed up with the Labour government. English elections. I think uh, the UK, being part of the G8, should set an example with all the other countries. We've got a lot of money behind them, a lot of power behind them. We should be setting examples for other countries. And uh, they, they, they could use the money to uh, come up with different innovations to protect the environment. The Green Party. Another world is possible. You know, we don't have to swallow the lies we're being told. Really, the Greens are about trying to actually tell it how it is. As Green Party MEP for London, I've seen what the Greens can do elected at local levels throughout the country. We believe in keeping things local and there for the benefit of everyone. And that's what we will be fighting for in these local elections. English elections. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. <laughs>
The Liberal Democrats have made little progress, but there have been gains for the British National Party and the Greens. We want our country back. In the East London constituency of Barking, the far-right British National Party scored a major advance. Meltdown. Labour has so far lost overall control of some 18 councils. This is a chance for electors to put in place decent people who are going to serve their interests. Meltdown. Which is which? How many of each? Who's standing beside you now? I intend to discover. Who are the prisoners and who are the warders? Who do you represent? Every citizen has a choice. Who elected you? We want information. You better vote for me. You are done. If you don't vote for what you want, you're never going to get it. What has been your dream? I can supply it. Winter, spring, summer or fall, they can all be yours at any time. Apply to me and it will be easier and better. That was a party election broadcast by the Labour Conservative, the Liberal Democrats, Green Party. You know what? I can't tell the difference. <laughs> the night children Searching for stability, but most of all tranquility. People's inability to be humane is killing me. I reach out and they're feeling me. Touch hearts till I hear you're healing me. Willingly, I fight the good fight. Though I might die, I give it all of my might. They say love is blind, then I have no sight. I'm trying to shed light on these dark situations to bring peace to my home and every nation. This problem I'm facing had my back against the wall. But something pushed me forward as I refused to fall. We all have to die, still we all must try to survive. Some of us live on when we are no longer alive. Some by becoming legends, martyrs, or by being remembered by the world, their homeland, or friends and family members. From October to September, we live out our lives. Besides that, we must strive to thrive. But do not give in to greed or be corrupted by power. Some of the bravest and courageous are slain by cowards. I hate to be a downer because I'm trying to lift you up. Peace must become life, no ifs, ands, or buts. I live my life hoping to get peace in return. I will search till I find it, leaving no stone unturned. Though bridges get burned, we must rebuild them much stronger. No, we all must come together, so there's no need to wander. And you do not have to wonder if we shall fall. Because from fall to summer, I do this for us all. So wait for my call, for I know the answer. Follow your heart and tune out the banter. I look for peace, so I look to love. It is what has pushed me forward, the opposite of a shove. Some people act as detours along my path. Others, while I tread troubled waters, act as a raft. Some hearts are filled with love and others with hatred. Some people are holy, to others nothing sacred. Don't take this life for granted because some are underhanded. If it is not our choice to leave the nest, at least we choose where we've landed. I will fly and soar until I find tranquility. As I follow my heart, that's just the real in me. You've heard the criticism before that President Obama won't use the phrase radical Islamic terrorism. It appears that the shooter uh, was inspired by uh, various extremist uh, information uh, that was disseminated uh, over the Internet. He hasn't used the phrase before, and as Olivier Knox at Yahoo News points out, Mr. Obama almost certainly won't in the future. Olivier set it up. Well, you know, Gordon, this has come up uh, basically since 9-11. This is a long-running debate about presidential rhetoric about American enemies and the war on terrorism. And it boils down to two factors. One is that American presidents are very hesitant to suggest in any way that Islam is a motivating force for this kind of violence. Uh, you know, President Bush was extremely careful to disassociate Islam from the 9-11 attacks, for example. He went to the Islamic Center of Washington, D.C. six days after those attacks to say, Islam is peace. These people have tried to hijack uh, a great religion. The same applies to Barack Obama. What they're trying to do is not needlessly alienate America's Muslim partners and allies in the global war on terrorism, but also they really, really, really don't want to legitimize the, the actions of these kinds of extremists by letting them cloak their violence in religion. But don't our Muslim allies dislike what these guys do in terms of, uh, as President Bush said, hijacking the religion? They 
they absolutely do. The challenge is uh, that sometimes things get lost in translation. Sometimes when a uh, when a an American politician says radical Islam, uh, some folks in in like some of the more uh, uh, orthodox forms of uh, of Islam get offended. In 2006, when George W. Bush started talking about radical Islam. Um, as, a, as a force behind these kinds of attacks, the Saudi government came out and said, hey, 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 hold on. This is terrorism. It is not Islam. You have to separate the two. But these terrorists at times, right, say they're inspired or directed by ISIS, so they cry out, Allahu Akbar? Absolutely. Absolutely right. There, there is, but there's a difference between letting people uh, claim that they are acting on behalf of a religion and endorsing that claim, and that's a big concern for, for now two American presidents. Um, just because someone says they're acting on behalf of, of God does not mean they are. And presidents have just tried not to legitimize this kind of rhetoric. Interesting. We're speaking with Olivier Knox, Chief Washington Correspondent at Yahoo News. His piece is called, Here's Why Obama Does Not Refer to Radical Islamic Terrorism. All right, so I thought I understood somebody say, too, that by President Obama not calling it this, uh, he's failing to identify the enemy, and that makes it more difficult to defeat. That is a recurring criticism of President Obama's rhetoric on this issue. Uh, Ted Cruz has said, has said stuff along those lines, but uh, Democratic House member Tulsi Gabbard has as well. There is a strain uh, of this argument that is, look, by not labeling it radical Islamic terrorism, you are failing to diagnose the problem, which means that you will fail to find the cure to the problem. Uh, that's that's also been running since essentially 9-11. Um, the 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 debate uh, ends up being about policies that might target American Muslims, for example. So, um, one of the things that motivated both President Bush and now motivates Barack Obama is that there have been occasionally some reprisals, some retaliation, some uh, attacks on American Muslims, and they worry that calls, uh, for example, from Donald Trump to ban Muslim immigration to the United States or to uh, surveil uh, all, of, all of the mosques in America, things like that. They worry about those things uh, targeting individual populations in the United States, the Muslim population specifically in the United States. Olivier Knox, Washington correspondent at Yahoo News. America's First News is online all the time. Follow us on Twitter at This Morning Show. Like us on Facebook or send us an email. This Morning at CompassMediaNetworks.com. First, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Value, value. And now let me tell you something. People are hurting and they're angry. And they want something to be able to stand up and fight for. I know that you're angry. And you know what? You should be angry. What's the cause of their problems? Is it Wall Street? Is it big money? Is it massive inequality in terms of wealth and income? Well, no one talks about that, really. That now is the time for us as a nation to have a very, very important conversation. I know that you're angry, and you know what? You should be angry. The American people are sick and tired. With establishment politics, with establishment economics, and with the establishment media.
hour, nine dollars an hour. The reality is that most low-wage workers are adults. Foundation of existence. 
Reports are coming in from all over the empire, from all over the world. Government has not yet issued any statement, but there seems to be no question that there actually is a large unidentified object circling the Earth at incredible speed. Good. Batu. Barada. Nikto. Batu. Barada. Nikto. All that ancient material stored away in binary code. So cumbersome. In the final decade of the 21st century, men and women in rocket ships landed on the moon. By 2200 AD, they had reached the other planets of our solar system. Almost at once, there followed the discovery of hyperdrive, through which the speed of light was first attained and later greatly surpassed. And so at last, mankind began the conquest and colonization of deep space, space, space. Time is uh, the thing out there that flows, and I go with the flow. Time is nature's way to keep everything from happening all at once. Great scientific advances are oftentimes sudden accomplished facts before most of us are even dimly aware of them. Breathtakingly unexpected, for example, was the searing flash that announced the atomic age. I will destroy your Earth in my own way. Why destroy there? Why not conquer it? Why not? How did you enter my kingdom? In a rocket ship of my own design. Or a remarkable man. I can use it. Monsters from the Id. Monsters from the subconscious. Fiat sent principle. Fiat sent choices determine which outcomes will follow. But there is a theory in quantum physics that all possibilities that can happen 
do happen in alternate quantum realities. There is no point in resisting, Guardian. Hand over your key tool. I need its energy. We hope to achieve exciting new techniques, leap years ahead of the others. I don't think I need to tell you how effective our voices will be when the world learns of our achievements. A physicist working on the possibility of travel into the past has to be careful not to be labeled a crack or accused of wasting public money on science fiction fantasy. Nevertheless, it is an important question. I suppose the neutrino could be described as the missing link between energy and matter. I represent a group of scientists who work with but one purpose, to put an end to war. Naturally, such a goal can't be attained without experts of superior ability, men of vision. we call Mertzaluna. What you're observing may well be the beginning of the end for our world. Our universe is vast, full of wonders. I'll explore, perhaps find another Mertzaluna, a place inhabited by beings not unlike myself. You see, I'm more adventurous than you imagine me. It is indeed typical that you Earth people refuse to believe in the superiority of any world but your own. Out of every disaster, a little progress is made. Man will build more robots and learn how to make them better. And given enough time, he may learn how to do the same for himself. When I see the sores of war flying high up in the sky on the license plate of your car and tattooed on your thigh, I wonder I wonder why When I see that stainless banner nailed so neatly to your wall I try to feel no anger But it's hard to feel so small And I say to myself What's wrong with us all? When I see a rebel flag painted proudly on your face I wish we all had a tail to wag Maybe then we'd be one race And I pray sometimes For that old amazing grace Some say it's a sign of southern pride A symbol of our history well, maybe so, if you were on that side fighting for that mystery Some say it's a flag of bravery, but that's not what it's about There was a thing called slavery, and that thing was thrown out Now it's time to do the same with the flag you love so dearly You probably don't know my name, so I'll just sign this song Sincerely Walk to. Walk to, sir. 
Captain, let them die like Klingons in battle. They deserve that much. Ships of an alien source are approaching from the sky. Radio contact has been attempted but cannot be established. Instructions are to prepare for an attack by an unknown enemy. Reports are coming in from all over the Empire, from all over the world. The government has not yet issued any statement, but there seems to be no question that there actually is a large unidentified object circling the Earth at incredible speed. I am from another planet outside your galaxy. I'm sorry, I, I just don't understand. Needles in a heavenly haystack. There are more stars in the heavens than there are human beings on Earth. Through telescopes, men of science constantly search the infinitesimal corners of our solar system, seeking new discoveries, hoping to better understand the laws of the universe. Observatories dedicated to the study of astronomy often are set in high and remote places. They live in a house of crystal fillers on the planet Mars by the edge of an empty sea. You're right, David. 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 A Type I civilization controls all planetary sources of energy. They control the weather. They control the oceans and the hurricanes. A Type II civilization has exhausted all planetary sources of energy, and they get their energy by consuming the output of their mother star. A Type III civilization is galactic. They use the energy of tens of billions of star systems and they roam the galactic space lanes with their starships. But as we move toward a planetary society, there's one crucial issue we'll need to master. Energy. The most fruitful theories about the structure of the Earth have come from sitting in a quiet room, using one's brain. The universe puts us in places where we can learn. They're never easy places. Wherever we are is the right place and the right time. The most brilliant planet in our solar system is Venus, named for the goddess of love. It is closer to Earth than any other planet, 28 million miles away. Until sometime in the last half of the 20th century, it is still a planet shrouded in mystery, enveloped in a heavy blanket of clouds and steam. Because its surface temperature was believed to be several times that of Earth's, it was not thought possible for man to reach Venus and come back. Until one day, somebody did it, did it, did it. Venus, that's the only planet in the solar system named after a woman. This is for you. What is it? The, uh, stuff that dreams are made of. The universe knows what it's doing. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation, if we are to be saved at all. I'm Casper, the friendly ghost, and I come from the planet Earth. Bah, the planet Earth. Likely story if ever I heard one. What are you supposed to do when you are a manically depressed robot? Let's build robots with genuine people personality. The Encyclopedia Galactica defines a robot as a mechanical apparatus designed to do the work of a man. I am governed by Dr. Isaac Asimov's three immutable robotic laws. One, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Two, a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Three, 
You planted him in front of a TV all day, filling his head full of all kinds of crazy ideas. Kids all over the world, they only understand one thing. You never learn. This is only the beginning. We are controlling transmission. Now the Earth's barbaric mammal people shall be hypnotized into a vegetable state. Think about the brain. How did you resist the brain? We are all separate individuals. Who is so smart or so bright or so intelligent that they are capable of telling the rest of us what we should think? what we should see, or that we're not mature enough to, to handle certain subjects. I think that's totally ridiculous. Humans are very gullible. Losing that sense of individuality is almost worse than dying. I don't have a relationship to normal because it is my perception that normality is a myth. Once you realize and think about the fact that you are an individual, you can either embrace that or you can struggle against it your whole life. Civilized humanoid species. Most people, I think, struggle against it their whole lives in a sense that they try to become this normal thing or achieve normality, which, you know, being a myth, being non-existent, just can't be done. Civilized humanoid species, we are controlling transmission. Hear this, I will not have it. We now return control to you. This is supposed to be a free country, supposedly. Your Wellian state ain't coming, it's here. It's just a question of how deeply we go into it. I've got my own way to live, and it starts with being able to think for myself. I'm curious. Are you merely feigning allegiance? Waiting for the right time to strike at me? Think about the brain. We are controlling transmission. The individual still counts that in a crisis, the character of a man or of men this is going to be a very interesting period for us as new technologies develop. How do you resist the brainwashing? In tune with the rest of the world. It's all your fault. You planted him in front of a TV all day, filling his head full of all kinds of crazy ideas. We are controlling transmission. Humans are very gullible. Think about the brain. In your head must still be the remnant of a brain. Too. The fundamental law of creation is that of free will. Civilized humanoid species. Judging from my observations, Captain, you're rapidly losing the power of decision. The system is controlled by what I call repeaters. They're people in the situ situations of power and influence who just repeat what someone else tells them. Kids all over the world, they only understand one thing. You never learn. This is everything. There was a time when I thought I lived in a free country. Know that mind control doesn't work on people who think. The fact is, throwing the planet into chaos is a bigger job than it seems. Hold on. You won't be afraid if you use your mind and think. Think you can do it. That's it. Keep brainwashing the children. And soon the entire planet will be in chaos. Then the universe will be ours. You, me, all the control, all the power. Legions of zombie children to assist us in our quest for chaos. It can all be ours. <laughs> so, what do you think? Sound like a deal? Hmm. 80 seconds. RCO, report range, go for launch. Rangers, go for launch. Yeah, this is LVD, go for launch. Roger. 70 seconds, SSC, hydraulics internal. On internal. T minus one minute. LTDR, countdown limit conditions, T minus 60 seconds on. On. 100% on. Five seconds. CLCDR LC7TB launch enable flight. Flight. ATC3 main power disable on. On. Thirty-five seconds. Electrics go. Hydraulics go. T minus thirty seconds now. T minus twenty-five. 
20 seconds. Greenboard here in the Mission Director Center. Topping underway. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, main engine start, 0, and liftoff of the Delta rocket with opportunity. A chance to explore and unlock the secrets of our neighboring planet. The transient set liftoff. Time was uh, zero three hours eighteen 
minutes, 15.070 seconds. And we've now switched to our Antigua tracking station. And we anticipate having data from Antigua for the next five minutes until it flies out of range. Continue to burn well on the second stage. Chamber pressure continues to hold up. We have some uh, data on our first stage performance. Uh, we burned for uh, two... 164 seconds, which is about a second and a half longer than expected, and our velocity uh, was uh, 21,404 feet per second, and we expected around 21,437, so very close, just a little shy, but very, very close to expected uh, Second stage may burn a little longer to compensate. Do continue to burn the second stage. The chamber pressure continues to look good. Our data looks clean from Antigua, very nice. Command receiver decoders are holding steady, nice and strong. About another two minutes left on data from Antigua. We've corrected the liftoff time of 03 hours, 18 minutes, 15.170 seconds. We have Nico. Second stage engine cutoff. We have good bleed down on our hydraulic system. We're standing by for the shutdown of our command receivers. TRD shutdown. We have turned off the destruct system. Working orbit looks good. About uh, 92 nautical miles. About another half a minute from Antigua. Losing Antigua data. We've got some second stage performance numbers, and we did burn about a second and a half longer than we uh, anticipated, but that was uh, probably to make up for the uh, first stage, and we um, anticipated a um, velocity of 25,603.9 feet per second, and we got a velocity of 25,603.5, so very, very close, only 0.4 uh, feet per second off of target. We've entered the uh, coasting period, now it's called the uh, Coast Guidance, and uh, shortly we will lose uh, telemetry from our Antigua station as the vehicle flies beyond its uh, range. We are now LOS, off of signal from Antigua, and we do anticipate uh, picking up a tracking station again in approximately 55 minutes. So at this time, we don't have any more data coming into the data station, but uh, uh, we will anticipate receiving uh, data from uh, Modulin. Approximately, like I say, 55 minutes, and at this time, the flight commentary will pause until we um, get close to receiving some data. Boeing telemetry manager Ted Jones, and as he mentioned, our next uh, data will be over Kwajalein because that's uh, when we need to reconfirm the second stage re-ignition. From that point on, the flight will be followed by Kwajalein and a P-3 Orion tracking aircraft. And as the vehicle moves out over the Pacific, Hawaii, and then Vandenberg Air Force Base. And we'll get our spacecraft separation data through both Hawaii and Vandenberg before we get to Goldstone after separation to get the spacecraft's state of health and how it did during the ride. So at this time, we'll be standing by for the launch replays. We have about uh, 52 minutes in our coast phase here all together. So at this point, our flight is going well. At 13 minutes, 45 seconds, mission elapsed time, this is Delta Launch Control.
one big ambition has been to pilot a deep space probe. This will put me at the top of the heap at NASA. Is that such a worthwhile ambition? The top of the heap? Well, the view's a lot nicer from up there. You know, what I ever get is blah, 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 blah. All I ever hear is talk and talk and talk. Pass the script because the people need an answer. Well, you greedy bastard, I am sick of your shit. I feel like I'm living here on Allwell's farm, being treated like a piece of meat that's nearly ready to eat. Sometimes in the tumbling torrents of space and time. What a joke. Vote for you or your chums on the bench with your banterous arguments about public spending, corporate lending, and how much you can scam out of me with your expenses bending. You were bent from the start, you half ass smart ass. You'd privatise your granny for half a mil, and the blood you've spilt has turned the gulf red. How do you sleep with the 200,000 dead on your conscience and on your head? I see nothing in this nation's politics that fills me with hope, and I have a whole generation with me, and all we've been told is politicians insisting that they're doing a great job, increasing taxing on the working class while they're calling us jobs. Cutting our health service, our funding, our livelihood, demanding my council tax so I'm locked up for good, but expenses, well, uh, that's different. Two grand's no biggie, chill guys, go easy. I needed my second house, you know, for when I'm away at the weekend. Mate, my house doesn't even have two bedrooms, but... You didn't look, you assumed, and now I guess I'm going to have to pay tax on that too. So don't question me when all I say is I hear blah, blah, blah. Because for all I care, mate, you could be speaking out your ass. They declared black the color of my people. The Luo and the Taita and every shade within, including they who chose here over past homes. Green signified the land and its fertility of Marsabit and Muranga and Melindi, every altitude and region between. Red was the blood spill till 63 In wars our own and not Every encounter known and shrouded in silence A declaration of our right To direct our destiny White was the way they hoped we would live for posterity In peace, love and unity But in the city blood spews as rocks fly to kill kinship and police in their turn set young limbs in their sights every temple hot and righteous vengeful fists on freedom's fields and blood spews in the rift valley an artery bearing a jagged rift cut a century deep so we fight and die today to honor the memory though there are healing salts at magadi I see the flag and hope aloud now. Say, wax strike. Life is night. Bring peace, love. Bind us whole. Let this rich blood build and heal us. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saint Quentin, and we've come to the end of Think It Ain't Illegal. Yeah, we'll be back soon with a new episode, and hopefully. This episode has made you think and want to make a difference in this world. Now I'm going to turn on 
for the love of poetry and spoken word. And think. Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new red-hot deal every single day. Plus, up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also, get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry.